You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Hey everybody, this is Andrew Gers here, and this is another episode of The Handycast, a podcast within Disability After Dark, where I sit down with members of The Handy team and we tell you cool things that are going on with our sex toy, our book, and our brand, and I am excited to bring you another episode of The Handycast today. So, here it is. You've heard on The Handycast, we've talked about the book we're creating and the book we're making around sex and disability called The Handy Book of Love, Lust, and Disability. Well, I'm excited to announce that pre-orders of our book, The the Handy Book of Love, Lust, and Disability, they're here. You can pre-order your copy of the book right now. And so this episode, I'm going to sit down with our team member, Katie Venables, and talk about what it was like curating the book, what it was like writing contributions for the book, what it's been like diving into this topic area to write and to curate this book. And Katie Venables comes back on the show. We do that. And then at the end of all that, and actually in the middle of all that, we give you a link. But I think I said the link wrong in the recording. So I'll say it again. If you go to That's Handy, T-H-A-T-S-H-A-N-D-I dot co, and you click on shop, you can pre-order your copy of the book. And we are so excited. And also, you'll hear us say, all pre-orders of this book go into supporting the creation of the toy. So not only will you be getting an amazing book full of important, inspiring stories around sexuality and disability that really unearth what we need to be talking about sex and disability, not just the how-to, but it talks about grief, pain, ableism, the best disabled sex, the worst disabled sex, the sexiest thing anyone's ever said to you. It talks about a lot of things. And all of that leads into amazing, amazing stories. And so the the book really, all of these things in the book that we've, all these stories that we've curated in the book, and when you purchase the book, I'm rambling, let me try again. When you purchase the book, not only are you supporting a great piece of work, but also all of the all of the money from the book goes into creating our very first sex toy for and by people with disabilities and for and by people with hand limitations. So think of it as a really sexy donation when you get a book and you get a gift like that. So we are so excited to tell you more about the book. The pre-order link, again, that's handy.co and click on shop and you can pre-order your copy there. We have an we have an audiobook, an ebook, and a hardcover. We're so excited about it all. Here's my conversation with Handy team member Katie Venables on the Handy Book of Love, Lust, and Disability right here on the Handycast. Katie Venables, hello. Hi. Hi. I am so excited to bring you back on this this uh, this next edition of the Handycast with just me here because we're recording it in the morning time. Um, so I am so excited to have you here because we are here to announce something really fucking cool. And I think we should announce together because we're excited. Um, yeah, oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait. You've heard us over the last 
couple versions of the Handicast. Talk about the book we're putting out. And we've t- talked to Jessica Tarpey, our, one of our leads on this project. We've talked with Katie before about the book a little bit. You've heard me share stories about my experience writing the book. And guess what, friends? The pre-sales of the book are finally here now. It's here! Yeah, yes. so you can actually get a copy in your hands or in your ear holes or in your Kindle or iPad or however you access books. It's all going to be happening. We are so excited. So the handy book of love, lust, and disabilities here. And I wanted to bring one of the key people back on the show to talk about why this book is so important and to talk about kind of what it was like curating this book. You heard Katie Venables in episode three of The Handicast. And I wanted to bring her back because it's my show and that's what I decided to do. So <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here, Katie. Let's jump right into it. Yeah, I'm so excited to see to be here and see you again. I love it. <laughs> it's so fun. Katie and I talk multiple times a week about about just being disabled and you know this project and what I love about this project just on a side note is it brought us together and it brought yeah. us together in a way to work on a thing but also if we're having a shit pain day or like a crap day around disability and we just feel like crap we can reach out to, to each other and be like oh I don't feel like, like I can do this can we can we you know do this together or can we work on this together Absolutely. It's like, a, I think I texted it might have been yesterday and I was just like, I am overloaded on disability. Do you remember? Yeah. And it was just because I've been, yeah, I've been so knee deep in content and, um, and then obviously all, all our social media feeds are all disability and things like that. And then to live in a disabled body was, as well. And it was so good to be able to reach out to you and say, God, I'm sick of disability today. And no, you know what that means. I know exactly what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been so nice to work on this project with a, a, a bunch of other disabled people along with yeah. the non-disabled people too. But especially as a disabled person, you know, being able to reach out to you and say, oh, fuck, I don't feel like I can do this today. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I can pick up this part. Can you pick up this part? Yeah. To be able to like have that discussion with somebody who gets it is really valuable. Mm-hmm. It's so special and yeah, reaching out and working with so many disabled people and being able to relate to people in a way. Like I don't, I didn't really have that many disabled friends before we started this and now I've got loads. It's awesome. Yay, disabled people are the best. Not only are disabled people the hottest, they're also the the best. The sexiest, the most honest, raw, real brilliant people the realist speaking of honest raw and real we curated a book so (laughs) i wanted to talk to you about the handy book of love lust and disability and what was your when when we were curating this and getting all of our contributors we have 50 contributors from all over the world in this book when you were seeing some of the stuff came come in what did it make you feel i mean everything right the experiences uh that have been shared with us range from uh, just happy, <laughs> um, sorry, <laughs> you'll have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> so the, yeah, no, the experiences that people have shared with us, some of them are 
so sexy and so cool and getting to learn a whole new side about sex and disability especially about um pain and kink like even though i've got a chronic pain disorder i never drew that line before in my head uh and so there's a, a whole new world there that's just opened up um and then there's also some more uh, real not more real but you know um more difficult stuff to yeah. read uh, and relate to um but it's it's so valuable to be able to feel like your experience is shared like we said at the beginning we want this book to make disabled people feel less alone right yeah and that's been our kind of ethos the whole way through um and that that's how it's made that's the best thing about this book for me is it really has made me feel less alone uh both as a disabled person and and, and in my particular lived experiences how, how did you find it yeah i mean i think i found it really really eye-opening like i've worked in the space independently now for almost 10 years mm. and some of the stuff i read i had to be like holy fuck i didn't know that i didn't realize that like it really made me reconsider some of my own ableist assumptions about people and about like what I was carrying that I had to let go and some of the things that I believed that I was like, that was super ableist. Oh, wow. This person's quote made me realize that I've been a big asshole this whole time. I really just, like, <laughs> I really can't do that. But it really was eye-opening because I thought having worked in this space, I would have heard, you know, I would have, I would be ready for what came in. I was, there were times when I read that and I was like, I am, floored for the audiobook we had to do some test recordings and that first chapter we read i had some of that stuff i read i had to be like i need a break like that's it's so and not that it was like heavy content but it was like so raw and real and vulnerable and honest and all those things it was like i don't i don't know if i can read these words now and like not feel emotions when i read them yeah exactly like um Sorry, I've got such bad brain fog. <laughs> um, You're the worst. I am the fucking worst. Like, my brain just, just deletes every thought I have. Um, yeah, so what we, what were we literally just talking about, Andrew? Because my brain's deleted it. <laughs> so I said, you know, looking at all the stuff we have out there and looking at, like, what I, what I was coming in, it was really yeah. raw and real and hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. To um, do the audiobook when reading those quotes. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, so obviously to do the audiobook well, you have to go over the content again and again so you know what's coming up, right? But sometimes, every time I read it, I found something else in it that um, opened my mind up to a whole new way of thinking about things. It, it, it constantly... Uh, the book requires you to constantly shift your um, your frame of thinking, right? Like, and not not in just it doesn't. This is not years that you have time. You have to shift your thinking, and like, as you read the quote, you're like, oh, I have to, I have to, like, change what I, I what I thought I believed, and it's totally different, not the same. And so it it's an exercise in like letting yourself into someone else's experience. And I think this is why it's so valuable for not only the disabled community, but for the non-disabled community too. When they read this, it's going to force them in a gentle, loving way to look at their own biases 
and be like, oh, I might not have considered that. And one of the things that I think you and I have talked about off the air is how important this book is in bridging the gap between the non-disabled community and the disabled community and saying like, there's, you know, this isn't going to fix all the problems, obviously, but it's maybe it's a start to opening conversations with community members and saying like, let's try to work on our ableism together, but let's, let's give you something, you know, tangible so you can see what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what uh, really surprised me as I was reading the book was how much uh, the um, ableism that people have experienced, like it can be just a one-off comment or it can be something it just uh, really discreet that you might not even notice. Yeah, that you um, don't even realize is ableism or you won't, it wouldn't even think it's an insult or you wouldn't even think you don't realize it. And it sits with people yeah. for the rest of their sexual lives. They remember, yeah. they remember that. And so just to know that people are telling you this and they're kind of giving you a guidepost being like, hey, let's maybe don't do this when you connect with a disabled person. Maybe don't say this. Like maybe don't <laughs> like... They're giving you the, the tools to confront your ableism in this space. And yeah. I think that's really cool. And I think once you, I think non-disabled people that read the book, like they won't have to keep uh, correcting themselves mentally anymore because once you understand the experience, you won't say ignorant things because you just won't be so ignorant. Yeah, yeah. And you'll have, you'll have some sort of context for like, oh, that might not feel nice to a person. Yeah, or like, oh, this might be the 6,000th time someone's heard this um, yeah. or being asked this question or, and you know, you can read how it feels to be asked these uh, intrusive sexual questions or be on the receiving end of um, this kind of, uh, this kind of ableism. But what also surprised me in the book is how much internalized ableism people had to face. Like we know, you and I know that ableism is out there in society, right? And, uh, yeah. but even if it's not always, you know, as obvious as someone like shouting at you cause you're in a wheelchair or whatever, it's so uh, insidious really. And the uh, contributors, um, they're, experiences like the, the way they've absorbed it into themselves and it's it's formed the basis of their negative self-view or their poor body image or their or why they, they don't have sex anymore why they don't have sex anymore or why they don't feel sexy or whatever it is it's really awful <laughs> to see just how easily that stuff is absorbed from the from the atmosphere and uh, how important it is to change that narrative. And how it like grows. You know what? This is going to sound really cheesy when they say this. And I know it's cheesy <laughs> when I'm, say- as I'm about to say it. But it, it kind of grows in your soul. And it sits there. And if you don't fix it. And if you don't have anybody telling you that your disabled body is beautiful. Or your disabled body is sexy. Or your disabled body is fuckable. If no one tells you that in a way that honors you. Mm-hmm. That self-talk just sits there like a pit in your stomach. And stays there forever. Absolutely. And I think the only way around that, as, as we can see from a, a lot of our contributors, is to embrace, embrace ourselves. We have to, be, we have to be the voice that says, you are sexy, you are hot, and we have to believe it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
uh, we don't need other people to tell us. We're not going to get other people to tell us. It has to be, it has to be us. Yeah. And I think reading this book has made it so much easier for me to love myself. Oh, that's cheesy. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's true though. And I do think, um, I do think that once disabled people read this book, they will understand themselves better and hopefully be able to forgive themselves for the things that they've done in the past or, or just be able to embrace their disability and be like, yeah, I'm disabled. And what? That doesn't change anything else about who I am as a person. Yeah. What I also love about this book, I think, is not only are we the curators of this, this really important collection, we are also contributors ourselves. Yay! We are all, yay. So Listen to us. <laughs> if you haven't heard enough from me on my podcast and all the other things I do, now you can hear me in a book. Yay! Yay! <laughs> But, uh, and Andrew writes beautifully. I love I love the way you write, Andrew. Oh well, thank you. Um, <laughs> for me, writing the book was really hard. Writing the things that I had to write in that book, I have never said some of the things I've written in there, um, and it just made I because you know over the last ten years of me doing this work independently, kind of making my own brand for myself in this space, I kind of put on a character. I kind of put on this little like this bravado, this like fake confidence that wasn't really there, that is never really there. And this forced me to like sit there and feel my feelings for a whole little bit. It was very, it was a lot. So it was really hard to sit down and write this. I, I, yeah. And I don't think, had you been, let alone uh, talked about, have you even heard any of these questions posed to disabled No, some of the questions people? that that were posed to me by the team, like, and for this book, all of our contributors, we sat down, just so you're, in case you haven't listened to the Handicast or we haven't mentioned it before, I'm sure we did, but that we, we compiled 14 questions around grief and loss and what's the sexiest thing you've ever been told as a disabled person? What's the most atrocious thing you've ever been told as a disabled person? What's you know, Best some sexual experience, your worst sexual experience, pain, yeah. pleasure, like it's all of it, isn't it? We really kind of cut to the core and said, don't just tell me surface stuff. Don't mm. just tell us that you like to have sex as a disabled person or you mm. don't like to have sex. Like, lay it out for us. And I tell have, yeah, give us the why. Like go underneath the soundbite answer and give us like a real gut punch of why and it, you know i remember sitting in my room and i thought oh i'll just i'll just write out some sound bites and i'll get it done in an hour it took me i swear to god four hours to sit and write my whole thing because i was like i don't i can't lie here i have to be not lie but i can't i have to be you know really really honest i can't put that bravado i can't be that character i need to yeah. strip away and just be me mm-hmm yeah, it's really hard to to just be in it, isn't it? And it's like, um, if it, it feels like reading other people's diary entries almost. It really it, does. And so, like when yeah. we were doing the when we were doing the audiobook, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can read that. Like that feels really personal. And like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, the, this stuff is is so personal. How did you, how did you feel sitting down to write it? Like, how did how did it make you feel to do that? 
Well, you say it took you a long time. As we both know, it took me a really, really, really long time. And I was so late, like a month late giving in my answers, I think, eventually. Um, and it was it was really hard. It, but at the same time, it was like therapy. Yeah. It was like those, you know, it was like the kind of uh, therapeutic release you get from, I don't know, writing out your feelings late at night when you're alone you know it was that same kind of kind of catharsis but uh but yeah it was difficult there was there was stuff I had to take to my therapist and be like oh god I didn't know this existed in me I'm sad now <laughs> or, or I didn't know that this existed in me I didn't know I had so much internalized ableism like how do I address that in myself Just yeah mean that I'm ableist to everybody oh god like it's it's just just so many deep raw emotions that uh that yeah I just never thought about before and uh and reading everybody else's responses absolutely felt like a t- continuation of that therapy oh yeah it, it was so hard but also so fulfilling to both write and read these these con- contributions because like I have never seen anything like this in a book. And I've, I've been in a number of different books and a number of different anthologies and essays, and I've done stuff for other publications, but mm. I taught myself to give a soundbite, to give a you know good story, to build the story, to make the reader. This was like, can't do that here. We're asking no. you to tell, me, to tell us the truth. And that was hard to do. Yeah. It's the truth, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's the raw, vulnerable truth. One of the things I also love about the team and one of the, you talked about how you were a little bit late coming with your answers. One of the things I love about our team is that if we went to our team leaders and said, oh, we're having a tough time with this. We, I need, we need more time. And throughout this whole process, and we've been working on this book now for six months, but because it's pandemic time, it literally feels like four years. Yeah. Uh, we've been working on the book for six months. And every time we would go to one of our leads and say, we need time because of disability or because of whatever, they would, they would, you know, they'd sit with us and say, okay, well, what more time do you need? How can we make it work for you? Like, it was really, they tried really hard to be as accessible as possible to us and, and let yeah. us take our time. And I think that's really valuable. When, yeah. you're writing, when you're writing stuff about chronic illness, pain, disability, and you're writing the stuff, but also you live with it, it takes so much longer to do, to write the thing. Yeah, and I think the, the, the fatigue we feel uh, just... Um, just in our daily lives because uh things things that it's literally just harder to move around the world as a disabled person in the most basic ways uh you know whether it's uh not being able to get out of bed or or not being able to uh to uh use a a public bathroom or, or whatever it is there's there's everything's just that little bit harder and yeah we can get so fatigued with that and the team really would just listen to us if we said look I cannot I cannot do more disability today <laughs> I've, I've met my quota of disability and uh and yeah the support was was it's overwhelming it's just so when we had we have a weekly meeting with the book team yes like you and me and our, our co-lead Jess mm-hmm. we have a weekly meeting where we just talk about our stuff and lay it out and and you know really say like oh i'm having this problem today this is fucking i can't handle this like it's really 
And it gives them an insight into when you task disabled people with doing stuff, you have to take yeah. into account what their needs are and how long it'll take. And it might take two extra weeks. It might take three extra weeks. You could get it in five months. We don't know, but it'll, it will come eventually. Yeah, and, then, and I do think a lot of that understanding came from reading the book as well. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not just one person. It's not just me and you. This is a, you know, it's 50 people telling you their honest, real truth. Um, so, yeah, we can. So they got a really well-rounded picture of, of all the ways that disability can make it harder on us and so they adapted and they changed it and uh yeah made it as easy for us to thrive as as they possibly could and i love that instead of just saying we're doing it this way you have to submit by now they Mm. said like you know take it let's talk about it let's let let us understand why when they didn't understand they they were very forthcoming about we don't tell us why explain to us let it let us let us in so we can help you and that was really valuable to me as a contributor and as somebody curating because mm-hmm. i knew that if somebody said i need an extra week or i need an extra day or i need an extra you know two weeks yeah the team was willing to do that absolutely and and yeah we team wrote out transcripts for people that were struggling to to write down their answers and uh yeah just just made contributing to the book as is accessible as possible yeah totally um Mm. what do you for the people who contributed what do you want to say to our our contributors listening to this right now um thank you (laughs) thank you so much oh my god thank you you're the best i love (laughs) all of you let's be best friends honestly because i've read their stuff over and over while editing and i honestly just feel like i've got 50 new friends and I know that's corny as shit but wow can you feel close to someone after after reading their stuff and also a lot of them I have followed on Instagram and social media for years and now I get to talk to them it doesn't seem fair it's brilliant um and yeah and they've they've all been just so forthcoming and kind and sweet when dming as well just so many just so lovely i've loved it and thank you thank you to everybody yeah i would say the same i would say thank you so much for letting us ask you this stuff for being as willing as you have been to tell us the truth to not give us just a soundbite to try to give us what you were really feeling that that's it's hard to do that and and, you know knowing that that's going to be not only in people's ear holes or kindles or in their hands with the physical book you know to know that what you say is not just it's not just going to be a tweet it's a real thing that someone's going to like have in their home in some form or another forever mm-hmm. so thank you like i can't i'm so thankful that you all of you who put your time and effort and truth into this like you've changed the game and with this book yeah. you're gonna you really you're, you're gonna leave something for the next generation of disabled people who need who need that yeah absolutely the next generation of 15 year old disabled kids who are like i need something where i see myself this is going to be that and that makes me oh it makes me tear up a little bit because like i didn't have that when i was i don't have that now and i'm 36 i don't have that now i know like to know that the next generation has that wow i know it's so exciting i like my i've 
spoken to you before like i've uh um my best mate's got um a daughter with a disability and she's amazing um and i can't wait to buy this book for her like i wish i had it so bad and um yeah she's 18 and uh this this is just the perfect time i think to be able to have it all laid out in front of you and go oh okay so everybody feels weird and shit sometimes so it's fine that I feel weird and shit sometimes but also like our last chapter is uh is really beautiful isn't it it's um we've asked our contributors what they would like other people to kind of always remember um about themselves and or, or what their parting words to the to the community would be uh and it's all about how to love yourself, isn't it? And it's and it just goes to show that even though, yeah, even if we feel weird and shit, we can still love ourselves. We can still have a fantastic time in bed. And, or uh, not. And that and and yeah. and all of that's okay. Like and I, that's okay I, too. there are so many I what I love about this book, and just to quickly speak on that, what I love about this book is we didn't it didn't we didn't go out there thinking that it would be have all these nuances. I remember when we were talking about the book, we we're like, mm-hmm. has to be happy, has to be positive, has to be blah, blah, blah. And the stuff we got back was all of that and none of that and all of that together in one big like thing. And it was so cool to see a positive one right next to a not so positive one. But but Either way, that's the experience of somebody and that's what's valuable and that's why it's so important. And it's real representation, isn't it? It's true representation or as close as we could get to it within the time frame because we have such a wide range of people and disabilities speaking their truths. And, uh, and yeah, we, I feel like we've, we've really produced something important because it's truly representative of us and our emotion and yeah. sex and disability. I would say we produce something groundbreaking. We produce something that's that's gonna change the game. And I don't know how I feel about the word inspirational, but really like <laughs> we have produced something. Not we, the people that wrote into us have, have helped us make something that is going to change the narrative. That's gonna be around for a long time and hopefully give somebody if, if they're able to read words that resonate with them as disabled people then we've done our job and that's amazing absolutely absolutely and uh and yeah on top of on, on top of the incredible words um that people have contributed we've also had some absolutely stunning art and photography just we? you wait i don't know yeah. when I, I'm pretty sure that uh, upon this recording, this will be released in the next few days after this. Yes. But I, and along with that, I think will come some of the illustrations that we've had done. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I <laughs> cannot wait for you to see what has been put into this book. Yes. It, yes. it is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is so different from anything I've seen with respect to disability art. Yeah. But also it was done by, by a disabled person, so that's also really cool. Who's yeah, somebody with disabilities slash chronic illness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
yeah so our main illustrator yeah is obviously is disabled and then we've had so many other contributions from from disabled artists and there so we've had yeah there's been illustration and so many different styles um and then we've also had uh, drawings and photography and it's oh there's a couple there's a couple that yeah that put a little tear in my eye because uh, I'm a big art nerd um and uh but it's beautiful it's beautiful and it and it uh in uh, in a way only art can uh reflects reflects back the, everything that we're feeling and so to have it within the pages um that have such uh honest material in to have this beautiful art next to it um again i think is is really new and really special and really exciting and I can't wait for everyone to see it. Oh my God. We are so excited. We are, we are. <laughs> By the time this comes out, you'll probably be able to see some of it and we'll, mm. we're, I'm sure we're going to be posting some of it on the That's Handy um, social media blogs. By the time this comes out, I'm sure at least mm-hmm. mine and Katie will surely be out by then, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, my, oh my God. Um but we shall see. But we, this book—it's not just a book; it's a piece of art. This this thing that we're we're producing, and also what I think we're really, what I'm really excited about with the sales of this book and why it's important that you pick it up, is because every sale of this book goes back into making our toys. That that's handy. The toy that we're trying so hard to produce, given all the things that are happening with COVID and all the things that are occurring, we're trying really hard to make this toy go. So when you buy a book. All that money goes into our production of the toy. So you're not really just buying a book. You're donating to give pleasure to a disabled person. You're helping them kind of, you're helping them have the best fucking orgasm they could have. You're helping them feel sexy and confident. You're, by buying this book, and I'm just going to go on a full-fledged sales pitch right here. By buying this book, you are helping put pleasure within reach for all, for so many people within the disabled community and that's important so when you're looking to to buy it please know that it's it isn't just it's not going towards anything else than giving back to the community and we are so excited by that consider it a donation so um you can go to that it will offer so much uh sexual freedom to to people with disabilities and hand dexterity issues right yeah it's going to change the game and by you buying this book not only do you get the stories that are attached to people's sexual experiences with disabilities you're then saying let me buy this book and help help change your sexual experience so that it's mm-hmm. something that you can take pride in and so when you when you buy the book think about that and some of the ways that you can buy the book are well the way you can buy the book and you can get your pre-order on is www.thatshandy.co slash buy and you can buy you can you can order the book pre-order. there yeah you can pre-order the book there and we are super excited about it katie venables what is one last thing you want to say to the people uh about the book what is one um, thing buy want- it please no i'm joking <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it's it's um it's a really beautiful piece of art that I think could change the way you think about 
yourself and how you think about sex and disability and it will reframe it in a much more realistic and much more beautiful place in your mind I think and I would say all of that plus this book is important we always talk about how we always talk about how we want to make a difference for disabled people, how we want to help them, how we want to do all these things for them. This is one of the ways you can do that. Mm. By purchasing a book, by reading this book, you can, by purchasing a book, you can give them access to pleasure faster. But by reading the book, you can also change some of your ableist viewpoints, which we all have. Yeah. And by doing that, it will make you a different person because you'll see things from a completely different perspective. And I want you to think about that when you read the book and think about what the words are and think about what they mean and think about how much vulnerability went into putting them on the page for people to read, for you to read. And as you read them, think about when it becomes you and when you become disabled, mm-hmm. what, what will you want to say? So think about all of that when you read and think about the ways that you can, that you have helped just by reading those words. Yeah, it's like a, Cure for ignorance, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty close to no one out of I wouldn't say it's a cure, but it's a start. No, it's a start. It's a good it's a, start. It's a start. <laughs> um, this has been a a special handicast. I think this is either handicast seven or a special one. We release. I'm not sure. We'll see when I release it later. But uh, it's. <laughs> We're so excited to have Katie Venables here, one of our consultants on the book and one of our co-leads on this book. Um, really, really powerful stuff. Katie, thank you for joining in the Handicast again today. We will thank talk you. soon. It Thanks. was so good to see you. Such a pleasure. Always. <laughs> Always. Bye, darling. Bye. And that was episode seven of the Handicast, telling you all about our book, the handy book of love, lust, and disability with our handy team member, Katie Venables. Remember, if you want to pre-order your copy of the book, you can go to thatshandy.co slash shop and you can pick up your copy there. I know when I was recording, I said it wrong and in the recording you heard me say it wrong, but once again, it's www.thatshandy.co slash shop and you can pre-order your copy there to help bring pleasure within reach for a disabled person because again every copy of the book that you that you buy all of the money from that goes into the creation of our very first toy for and by disabled people so that's pretty fucking cool and we hope that you definitely jump on there and pre-order a copy thank you so much for listening to this episode if you want to be a part of the handicast you can email me at disabilityafterdark at gmail.com you can email me at andrew at that's handy.co you can email heather at heather at that's handy.co or get in touch at that's handy.co and we would love to have you on the handicast to talk love lust disability all the things on the handicast with heather and i a part of disability after dark thanks for listening to the handicast and we'll be again we'll be back again next time for another episode Thanks.